Welcome, everyone, to Talk on Topics podcast. My name is Coach Well, and I'm here with Sharon Botley. She is the author of Breakthrough Five Steps to Recognize and Walk in Your Reign After the Storm. She's also a phenomenal life coach, and I have her here today to share her journey with you. Without further ado, Sharon, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on today. And uh, it's a pleasure to share with you a little bit about me and what I do and how I got here. Uh, As I stated earlier, I'm Sharon Team Botley. I go by Sharon. I am the Life and Business Breakthrough Coach. And how I got here was I stumbled into my purpose a few years back. And what led to that was um, my prior years as a mortgage broker, I ran a very successful business. I um, recruited loan officers. I worked with the inner city communities, low to moderate income families. I'm, my office is located in Dallas. I worked uh, a lot with the city of Dallas to assist low to moderate income families to get into homes. Um, I was able to award um, grants to hab- with Habitat for Humanities and wow. to just counsel people on how to get into a home. And grand total, I probably helped, I think, a lot. Last time we counted over 3,000 family homeowners to uh, acquire family home ownership for the very first time. And it was a very enjoyable season of my life. And like anything, I, you know, was doing very well in life. I'm a college graduate. My background is in finance and economics. So I found my niche. I love what I was doing. Helping others has always delighted me because I just believe that when we connect and join hands, we can be more powerful as a group than individually. And once I got the recipe, I was nonstop. Um, When things were going very well, my marriage crumbled. Uh, I am a uh, product of domestic violence and mm. corporate women don't talk about this. Why? Because mm. it's taboo. It, it It's not supposed to happen to us on our watch. And wow. I did a um, traditional thing. I hid it. I hid it mm. very well. I hid it from my colleagues. I hid it from my family. And at the time we were married seven years, we had um, a two-year-old. And um, what led to that is a very hot topic today, which is uh, mental health. Um, my ex-husband was an engineer and he was laid off from his job and he was the head of the house and his whole demeanor, his life changed because he'd lost control. So mm-hmm. what happens is I'm the closest person to him. So I get the brunt of it. So that's how my story started there. Domestic violence is horrific for anyone that has experienced it. And I did firsthand. And I grew up experiencing it with relatives, and I swore I would never endeavor that in my life. I mean, never tolerate that in my life. And I had a little girl, and I didn't want her to grow up seeing that and accepting that as norm. So mm-hmm. I left. I closed wow. my, sh- my mortgage shop. I left my home. I left my belongings. I left everything for peace of mind and protection. And I actually had to go into hiding. Um, wow. So I had to put on a strong, straight face for a smart little girl and protect her at all cost. And that was that became my number one priority. Um, so business took a back burner until I got my life situated. And I got myself into counseling, which was mm. the best thing I ever did for myself. And the divorce went on. It was very tumultuous for three years. And it actually involved a lot more kidnapping, things like that. But I have to say that that was my first taste of uh, unre- um, unacceptable reality. I was not willing to accept that it was happening to me, but it was real. 
It was mm-hmm. real. Um, so I think that having gone through all of that, and it was amazing how, how many women I encountered on my journey when I was going through it. I think like, like attracts like, and mm-hmm. it was probably part of my purpose to talk to these women. And before long, I thought, why is this happening to me? But then I saw that I was able to benefit others from my experience. So I just started sharing my story. And so I started journaling, writing down everything that happened to me, waiting for my life to, to um, get back to some sort of normalcy. Um, mm-hmm. So I started journaling and writing. And right at the onset of me writing, I was working uh, as a federal employee at the time. And uh, my daughter started getting really, really sick. And so we went to the doctors and they misdiagnosed her. So I went to another doctor. And before long, I was in three states by now trying to figure out what was happening to her. She was having really bad headaches. Um, And it turned out that after five years, probably four or five states and multiple doctors later, she needed a ventricular shunt um, to protect her brain. And because Mm. she, her body didn't know how to, to drain excess fluid that our brain produces, I mean, our body produces to protect our brain. She started having headaches, seizures, passing out, things of that nature. So ultimately, she needed brain surgery. And my daughter had nine brain surgeries. Oh, Lord. A total of nine. Um, And I share this story because there is a sweet ending, but there are so many people that have mixed emotions about sharing their personal life, but I saw that it could benefit so many people. So Mm -hmm. that's why I started sharing. Long story short, my daughter went on, um, she got well. She was in high school by the time we got the surgery started. And um, she was a busybody. She was in everything, athletic training, orchestra, you name it. She traveled with the missionary with our church. Um, But she came back one day uh, after having gone on a missionary trip. And she goes, Mom, it was a third world country. So she goes, Mom, what I saw changed my, just I experienced a paradigm shift. I want to study neuroscience so that I can help little black and brown girls that have similar issues to me, they won't have to go through that, you know, the same struggles that we went through and that we encountered along the way. Well, upon graduating, she graduated, which we didn't think she was going to graduate on time because she missed so much school with the illness and multiple Mm -hmm. surgeries, but she graduated. She got a full ride scholarship to Emory university. She just graduated Emory university in Atlanta studying neuroscience. And she's, she's now in the post-bac program getting to go to medical school. What a journey I had to share. So I asked her, I said, her name's Morgan. I said, can I share part of your story? She goes, no, (laughs) she's very private. But I said, I share the part that I played, the role that I played. So that allowed me to share just a little bit about what I went through as a mother, as um, a single mother now. And so when I looked at my journaling, I had a full manuscript. The next thing I did was I wrote a book. It became an Amazon bestseller. Um, <laughs> I love this. Overnight, I love it. Overnight. I, I, it, it, it became an Amazon. So I like to say this, I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel. I showed up and I'm doing the role and the work, fulfilling my purpose. And I thoroughly enjoy the gratitude that I feel and the help that I'm able to assist other women with, because I had, this problem. And I thought if I have this problem, multiple women have this problem. I hit a hard place in life. I hit a, I call them brick walls and pitfalls mm-hmm. and they stuck there. You some, you somehow stay stuck there unless you're able to find a stronghold. 
you know, that yeah. can lead you out of there. And so I had to become a part of my um, my own success story, I guess, in healing. And that's the most important thing to me that I would like to share with any woman. The first thing I say is we've got to heal. We've all yeah. been through something trauma, whether we categorize it as traumatic or not. It's affected mm. us, our lives, our decisions. And I did some work, some research, and um, um, society today shows that if we don't release the anxiety and the trauma and the pain that we've endured, it impacts our thought process. It, it could lead to dementia. It just, it, it wrecks our life if we don't release mm. that and get healing. And so a lot of the reason why some of us haven't succeeded, we've not been able to reach the pinnacle that we've set for our, the goals we've set for ourselves is because we haven't healed and we don't know how to, how to really grow through our success the proper way and the healthy way until yeah. we seek healing. So that's what led to my passion to serve other women is what I went through. And I, um, I'm just here to serve. I love it. I love it. Thank you for your transparency. Wow. What a journey, you know, so for people struggling with forgiveness, um, mm -hmm. can you share with the audience, what does that look like or how, what's an approach one can take who is struggling with forgiveness? What's the benefit also of forgiveness? Okay. What does forgiveness look like? First off, you need to set in your mind mm -hmm. that it's for you. Mm. It's works are going to benefit you. And I think that a part of fixing your situation and healing yourself, you look at the components that are going to help you not being selfish, but it's, it, well, it is. It's a good selfishness, though, because mm -hmm. you've got to make you whole again. Once you've yeah. been broken down like that and you've lost your leverage and you've lost your way, you have to muster up the strength to figure out how am I going to, how am I going to make my life what I want it to be? Right. So I sat down and I looked at the cost of what it I lost everything. Mm. I lost everything, but it was material. It was, you know, it, it was things that can be replaced, but I didn't lose my peace of mind. I found my joy mm. and I wanted to be, a, I wanted late to be a mother. I was almost 39, 38 years old. So I wanted to be a good mom, you know? So yeah. I wanted to be late. So I, I just owed it to me and to my daughter to 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 um get my life together so that I could leave a legacy that was worth talking about, a legacy worth reading about. So I guess I can say that forgiveness is more so for you. What it looks like is um it looks kind of crazy because you've got to find it and get it in when you can. Cause I'm gonna tell you your emotions, your you know, you're all over the place when you're when you're hurting, when you're when you're feeling like in a dark spot or dark place. So you have to do that for you, the forgiveness. And then oh, oh you can carry the negative energy for so long, it tarnishes mm. you. It 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 really um limits you in life. I agree. You can just harness the good moments and harness the wisdom and the experience of those who have gone before us and look how they did it. So what I did, honestly, I sat down and I thought to myself, I'm not the first woman to go through domestic violence. I'm not. Mm. I'm not. And I looked at other women that had gone publicly with theirs. And I thought to myself, they were a staple in the community and they went through something really, really bad, but they're okay. They're, they made it through. They're okay. So I thought I can do it. I can do it. So I, I thought the first thing was to forgive him. So it looks kind of odd, awkward, unorthodox, but it's necessary. It's necessary. You can't go further. You can't make the steps on your path to your success or your purpose without doing that. And forgiveness um, feels like you're the underdog, but you're not. Mm. Mm. 
You're not. You're taking the high road. Yeah. And the results, the benefits of that, you ask, is having a healthy, wholesome life that at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I can say that I did what was good for me and someone else. And whether that other person that you forgive accepts your forgiveness or not, that's not your problem. Mm-mm. You've released it. Let it go. Don't look back. Don't Amen. look back. Keep focused on what it is that you want to do. What, what it is you want to do? You know, I think what it is as far as far as my purpose goes, I think, and I have a chapter in my book about this. What a shame to be, you remember in the Bible where they were given gifts and they didn't use their gifts. What a shame to be given a purpose and a gift and you don't use it and you take it to the grave with you. I'm not going to let that happen because I went through too much. I went through too much. I've got to share it. So I found that um, when I'm talking and coaching to women, um, they just need a listening ear that can relate. And then they I'm not a counselor. I put my disclaimer out there. I'm not a therapist. I put my disclaimer out there. I'm simply a coach that I've gone through a few things that I want to share that can hopefully help you along the way. Um, So I see women that are suffering needlessly. And I'll say Mm -hmm. this um, when I'm talking to them, let it go, let it go. It's not going to, it's not going to benefit you anything to carry around negative energy, hatred. Although I understand how it got there. Please don't exempt that. I understand how it got there. But forgive yourself. Forgive yourself and forgive the other person and wait for the results. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I just want to ask you one more question. You said you had been journaling and you went back to your journals and discovered that that was your manuscript, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. was it that you were inspired through your journal writings to write this book? And this book is for who? For people struggling with what? What are they breaking through? Um, what I found when I was writing that book, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I journaled were the pain points. P-A-I-N, mm. pain. I journaled through the pain points. So I, I, I went through all, all these topics and I thought to myself, what did I need the most when I was going through? Mm. So I entitled my chapters and my book is a very... Um, convenient, short read. You don't have to go digging through the thesaurus or a dictionary to find and answer a question. I, I stage my chapters in the book accordingly, according to what I went through and what I needed during that era. What I needed. Mm. I, 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 I discuss a part in there about mediocre living. Okay. Okay. Mediocre living is what we settle for. Ooh. After we've gone through, we break down, we break through, we settle for whatever we are, what, what hand we're dealt, but we don't look at what we've gone through and that we went through all that for a reason to get us to the next step. We right. miss that part. We miss that. My life has purpose for something. What is it? Let me figure it out. So part of what I do when I coach women is I help them assess where they are, where they've been, where they want to go. You've got to assess where you are and what contributes to you getting there to determine where you're going to go and how long it's going to take you to get there realistically. So when I was writing the points out in my book, I thought what I needed the most, and then I had to be the most transparent. I put my prayers in there, my tears at night when I cried. I wait till my daughter go to sleep and I'll cry. And the next morning I'll be refreshed. And I thought, okay, you made through that. And then when I compiled everything, then I started breaking it down. And then you chunk out what's not going to be beneficial to others because you were in your moment at the time. And yeah. You, no one else. Okay. So yeah. We kind of, you know, edit that part of it. And then you get to the chapters that um, are most meaningful, um, how to, um, identify who you are and your purpose. That's a key that a lot of us don't know how to, to, 
you know, determine. We don't know how to do that. All we know is that this is my life. This is what I went through. Um, I really don't know what I want to do. And a lot of us are like that. We've spent our whole entire life working, taking care of the household, raising our children, going to a nine to five and being a wife. There's some of us that are mothers, that are, well, entrepreneur mothers with jobs, wife, you know, so that's a lot on your plate. So when we hit a dark spot, there's no one there um, to really edge us on. Why? Because we're so busy coaching and cheerleading for everyone. So there's no one for us. So I had to pull back and say, okay, let's get back to you now. What do you like? What do you need? So that's when I started going to the spa, treating myself, awarding, rewarding myself and telling myself that I was valuable and I love me and that I was enough. And because I'm enough, anybody that sees me, they think I'm enough. That's just like that commercial, that's just extra. Mine is sufficient. To get there, in that book, when I was writing, going down the chapters towards the end, you become more, um, I guess, committed to sharing. Um, like, I, I did a blueprint. I did a blueprint for women so that they wouldn't have any doubt about what I did to get to where I, where I got to from the healing process. But um, I did a blueprint, a step-by-step blueprint for women to show the good after the bad. So I showed what I went through the bad part and then the results of going through and, and just managing myself and getting to the good part. Then I had the book edited to share. So the five steps to walk in your rain after the storm was to show women that no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've gone through, you are still a winner. And to reign means to conquer and to rule. So you rule and reign your decisions, your life, your your next step that you're going to take. No one has that control over you ever again. So I think that what happened to me in hindsight made me even more powerful and more sure and certain of who I am. And that took a lot, but it's doable. It is not a lifetime of struggling. And I don't even like to use the word struggle and hustle and all that. No, we, we do it. We know how to do it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it gets to a point in your life where you've gone through so many things. And so now you've got to, again, harness on the wisdom and the experience of those that have gone before you and fit that into your life somehow. So that's what I did in the book, Breakthrough. When I gave those five steps, I wanted women to be able to hold up, grab a hold of something that I went through and try to see if that can help them get through what they're going through. That's all I was trying to do. Thank you. That's beautiful. I love your transparency. I love your fullness and how you're just sharing so willingly. This brings our podcast to an end. So much sharing for sharing with the audience and being so transparent. Thank you for your energy and your time. Thank you. Thank you. For those out there who want to reach you and if they're interested in purchasing the breakthrough, how can they do that? Can you share? Yes. Um, You can go, you can find me at uh, on Instagram, Sharon Teen Speaks, I have a link in there to purchase my book. I have a link to my website. If you want to go to my website, it's SharonTeenBotley.com. And I ha- I'm on Facebook, Sharon Teen Speaks. So um, they can reach any of those outlets. And the book is on Amazon. Amazon, if you log into Amazon and you have to enter Sharon Breakthrough by Sharon Teen Botley. And I'm going to be launching an academy in a couple of weeks to get women really positioned to gain all this knowledge to go to the next step. And we're going to keep winning. Hey, that's right. Let's awesome. win in 2022. Pick up that book, the break author, Sharon Boatley. Thanks, guys. Right. Talk on topics.